welcome to our Victory Outreach Chino podcast. We pray you are blessed, encouraged, and challenged with this message. Thank you, Jesus. As you remain standing, turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4. Two weeks ago, I started this message called Winning Team. And I want you to know you're part of this winning team. You know, we have the Dodgers. Hopefully, there'll be a winning team this year. The Lakers, last year, a couple years ago, they won the championship. We are a championship team as well. As you turn there, I want you to know we also have a Boston Crusade. We cut the video, but I want you to know it's coming up quickly. So if you want to be a part of it, we're looking for young adults to be a part of this. If you're older than a young adult, if you're in their 40s or whatever, we're not going to reject you. But we want people that are ready to hit the streets and really, you know, so July 10th to the 24th is our Boston Crusade. And I want you to know that also they're growing. The church is starting to grow. Uh, so just keep that in prayer as well. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. It says, and he gave himself, he himself, I'm sorry, he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints. Say, for the equipping of the saints. Say, I am a saint <laughs> for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, in love is very important, okay, may grow up in all things unto him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth, say growth, of the body for the edifying of itself in love. That word equipping means a making fit, preparing, perfecting, making fully qualified for service. And the classical language of that word in the Greek is used for setting a bone during surgery. The great physician is now making, meaning the great physician, which is the Lord, is now making all the necessary adjustments so that the church will not be out of joint. We're called to be unified with one vision and one mind and one accord. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you, God, for this winning team that we have here in the Mother Church. Thank you for our international team as well, God. All over the world, we have a team of elders and regionals and multi-regions and women's ministries and gang ministry, all these great ministries we have worldwide. And we are the mother church called to lead the way and be a model. Equip us, God. Prepare us, God, to do the work. In Jesus' name, amen. Tell the person next to you, say, you are an MVP, most valuable player. Go ahead and be seated. I remember the last season I had as a senior at South Hills High School in West Covina, you know, I was always shooting for the stars. I was shooting to make it to the majors or even get signed. And I remember um, that season, the last game, my coach told me, the one I told you about last time that yelled at me, that, that same beginning of the season, yelled at me, top of his lungs, and he says, Arkansas, get the ball down. 
I hand him the ball, and then I said, oh, on, the, on the bus back home, I said, you know, maybe I shouldn't pitch. He says, okay, you're not pitching no more. The next day I came to his office, and I repented. I said, please, let me pitch. I'm sorry. I received your whatever you, you know, you're yelling at me. That's okay. Go ahead and do it again. But by the end of that season, I rose to be the top pitcher in the league. And at the last game, this is, this is where it gets sad, though. <laughs> he told me, I'm get warming up. He says, you're starting today. You're warming up. And he says, I put you up for MVP for the league. Hmm. He put that seed in my head. And so I started, like, over-pitching. And this one guy, his name was Tommy La Salette. Don't look him up. But he, he's a big guy. In Little League, I used to strike him out all the time. And, you know, middle-aged league, I, he was not that great. But then this game, I, I hung a slider, and boom, he had a blast into the street. <laughs> I go, man, because I'm already thinking about the MVP thing that the coach told me. I said, I may blow it now. That's, that's over. And he comes up again. And I hung another pitch, and boom, another home run. Two home runs off me from the same guy. So ended up, I didn't get the MVP. You know who got the MVP? Jason Jombie. As a sophomore, he was a sophomore, I was a senior. Jason Jombie was an MVP in the major leagues. He was also an all-star. And Anyway, so I lost. I lost. Get that violin. Where's the violin, people? <laughs> Nevertheless, I'm part of a winning team in the body of Christ. You know what else happened after I got saved? We started a, a team called the Treasures Team, softball team. And right when I got saved, I go, you know, I want to do something with sports. So we had a team that played for, uh, what was it called, CSA? CSA, uh, what does that stand for again? Christian Sports Association, yeah. And so Sean was on the team, I was on the team, Mondo was on the team, Jimmy was on the team. I don't know if Tiny was on the team. Were you on the team, Tiny? Probably. We were on the hardball team. Anyway, we were a winning team. We were undefeated for like three years, huh? Three years undefeated on that team. And we were just having fun. It's fun when you're a winner, isn't it? Come on, somebody. When you're winning, it is more fun. When you're overcoming, it's more fun. To serve God, it gets better, it gets sweeter and sweeter when you serve God consistently. And so our team... We talked about our team. It plays a powerful role in the world. I want you to know some statistics. Statistics. Stats. Stats is easier to say. 107,000 overdoses in the U.S. from the the year 1220 to 1221. 107,000. Powerful. Scary. 293 a day. Overdoses, 12 each hour, one every five minutes. This is just domestic data. Global totals are worse, up to 30% from previous years. The world is getting worse. Fentanyl is coming in through our borders. We're seeing people dying, people getting killed by the cartel. U.S. Americans are saying, don't even go to Mexico right now. It's too dangerous to even go. Spring breakers. I mean, it's really a violent world we're living in. We're living in the end of the end times. So our ministry plays a unique call. We have a unique calling to reach inner city people. 
But now we're not limited to inner city people. As you just said, I just said a testament about Christian. He never was in the world like that. He wasn't an addict, but he went to college. He got his degree, and he's using it for the kingdom of God. So we're raising up a generation that doesn't need to taste of the world. They're rising up in the Lord because we're raising them up in Christ. We're training up our children in the way of the Lord. And when they grow up, they do not depart from it. We have a great kids gang. We have a great new gen ministry for junior hires. We have a great gang ministry for young adults, high schoolers. We have it all in this house. We are a winning team. We don't need our kids to go away to the world. So we have the eldest church in our movement. We are the eldest church, but we are a legacy church. We have a legacy of faith from generation to generation. It was so great to have my parents here last week because he's our patriarch in a sense. He's the father of our faith in this ministry. And he was with us and to see myself with him and my son Jordan and Cruz and my, my children. We are three generations. To God be the glory. We're still serving God to this day. 56 years now this ministry has been in existence. And you're part of this winning team. Legacy of faith, we have promises, we have a certain DNA, all these different things. We have a certain anointing that God has given us to reach hurting people. That's why we still have our homes, our women's homes, our men's homes, because we still believe in reaching treasures out of darkness. We have been called to be an example and to nurture others as a mother church. What, is, what do mothers do? They nurture their children. Recently, there's been a baby boom taking place. People having babies all the time. My, uh, my brother-in-law, Al, Georgina, they just had a, their first grandbaby the other day. Isn't that great? So I called Al. I said, hey, Grandpa, how you doing? <laughs> but we're all called to also be good coaches, too. Good coaches as well. And we think good coaches like Phil Jackson, Tommy Lasorda, different ones like that. I'm not too sure about our present coach, Roberts, on the Dodgers. Sometimes he makes moves that I don't agree with. But then again, you know, never mind. I'm not going to get into that. So let me move on. You, you guys heard about the five E's last, last time I spoke and the, and the message that my dad preached at the regionals about knowing the size of your God, exposure to others who think big. My dad also, like, just like Joshua Moses, Joshua was exposed to Moses. He thought big because he had a big God, and he learned from him, just like Paul with Timothy. Timothy learned from Paul, just like my dad with David Wilkerson, just like my, my, my dad with Nikki Cruz. Also, Paul Crouch learned different things about business and also about winning souls and how to take nations, and we're still taking nations as of now. There's a grand opening taking place this week in Brazil for the UTC because we are a winning team. Panama just had a powerful thing this weekend. But keep my dad in prayer that God will continue to give him health, okay, and my mom too, because we need them to be our coaches. Can somebody say amen? Come on, clap your hands if you agree with me. And what I'm doing today, I'm coaching you into greatness. And this Saturday when we have the business partners event, Tim Story is going to have coaches into greatness for our businesses too. I believe that God wants to raise up entrepreneurs in this house that have the vision, that don't get all rich and, and they get so rich that they don't go to church anymore. No, you still be faithful to God with your giving, your tithes, your offering, your pledges, because we have more work to do here. We have buildings to build still, and I'm waiting for the right time to do it. Then he also talked about the ability to focus on your giftings. 
What gifts do you have? What's your power spot? What's your passion? What's your style? What's your spiritual gifts? Discover that, develop it, use it for the kingdom of God to build up and edify the body of Christ. You're all called to be one. So the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, evangelists, the prophet, uh, evangelists and uh, pastors are called to equip the, the saints, which is you, for the work of the ministry. So we all come into oneness, a unity, an edification of each other, to encourage the body, to build each other up. How many of you are ready for that? And the fourth thing my dad talked about at the regionals in January, so every time we step out, we're going to be risking the possibility of failure. See, not every leap of faith will be successful to the team and from them moving forward. So sometimes mistakes will be made, fumble the ball, you know, pitch a bad pitch, lose the MVP for that year. But there's a new season. Galatians chapter 6. Turn with me there if you have a Bible or if you have a phone Bible, whatever type of Bible you got, or you can look at the screen. I'm going to start in verse 6. It says, let him who has taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For if he sows to the flesh, he will reap, flesh will reap corruption. But if he sows to the spirit, will the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary, say let us not, say it after me, let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, say due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And at verse 10, some people skip this part, but I'm going to say it. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. We're called to build each other up. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever you sow, you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. You sow to the spirit, you're going to reap everlasting life. And that word season, that word season you see here, it comes from that Greek word in due season, kairos. In other words, it's different. Chronos is one word that is called, is the definition of chronos, you have the word chronologically, chronologic, okay? And the measure of a quantitative time or an exact time. But kairos is a God-ordained time, a God-ordained moment. And throughout history, sometimes called the right time or the appointed season, God's dimension, not one marked by the past, the present, or the future, but a now moment. Boom. God wants to give you your due season. You don't have to live in the past. Live in your past laurels. You don't have to live laurels. You don't have to live in your past accomplishments. You can have a new accomplishment this year. You can have your due season, your Kairos moment, where God intersects your life. It just comes in and says, hey, now I'm going to anoint you for this now. I'm going to point you to a higher level. I can trust you with more. See, if we do the basics regularly over time, we will develop to become a great leader, a great Christian. And we, you know, there's a fairly new term. It's an acronym called GOAT. You know what that GOAT means? When somebody told me that the first time, he says, you're a goat. I go, goat? I got offended. Let me tell you what it means, he said. It means greatest of all time. That's a good compliment. And I, took, I flipped, flipped the script on me. Oh, okay, thank you. I received that. Some of you are called to be goats. 
Not literally, because if you're a goat in the house of God, you're going to buck everything. We had a, a goat named Pepe back on the hacienda. He had one of his horns was broken. Remember, Danny? You get around Pepe the wrong way, he bucks you. So you got to be careful with little Pepe the goat. But you're called not to goat in that sense. You're called to be great at what you're called to be, called to do. I want you to be great because we're called to be the greatest of all time ministry here at the Mother Church. You don't have to stay down. You don't have to feel like a loser. Oh, the best days are behind me. No, the best days are still approaching. You're going to live a legacy of faith. You're going to pass it on to the next generation. Every player and every person in life experiences discouragement. That's why the Bible says don't give up. Keep on sowing to the spirit. And sowing, not in the flesh. Sowing, don't sow sparingly. Sow, sow, sow uh, bountifully. Thank you. And you're going to reap a greater harvest. It's like we see with, with Julian and Desiree. Also, frustration kicks in. Discouragement kicks in sometimes. Disappointments kick in. Having to make adjustments along the way. But don't get stuck in a slump. Do what you need to do on this journey so you can get back on the path and purpose that God has for you. So what does an MVP player look like? They're striving to grow in what? They're growing in their faith. The way you grow in faith is by the word of God. The word of God, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that's what you're hearing today. You're hearing the word of God preached to you that you don't have to lay down your weapons of warfare but you rise up in the name of Jesus to become that MVP player. So putting your hope and trusting a powerful God that's able to handle the situations for you. He fights the fight for you many times. The battle is not yours, but the battle is the Lord's. The Bible does say fight the good fight of faith. It is a fight. And I'm a fighter. I saw that movie Creed the other night. Picked my couple of my kids. I'm not going to give you the whole thing, but, but to see... How they, how they work out, and you know, like the old Rocky movie, which Rocky one was probably my favorite. Um, but anyway, just to see how they really work toward being the best, you know. And I loved how it ended. I'll just tell you this part. I'm gonna spoil it, huh? No, Dodger Stadium. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I wanted to say at the end, "Let's go Dodgers." Anyway, Matthew chapter 22, verse 36. Are you still with me? Okay, teacher, the disciples ask, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. If you look at the Ten Commandments, the first four have to do with how uh, you, your vertical relationship with God. The sixth are having to do with your horizontal relationships with your brothers or even your enemies too. How, and that's tied up in that. All love your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So first got to grow in your faith, but also we got to grow in learning the playbook. The ultimate playbook is the word of God. That's why we have pathways to victory. That's why we have, uh, you know, the victory groups. That's why we have the vetti you know, training or the Bible college now we call it. 
That's why we have all these different ways to grow in our faith. We have several people in the gang that are going to Life Bible College, my alma mater, the university. People, they're, they're getting equipped. My sons are in Vethi. My, you know, my daughter, I don't know if she's in Vethi yet, but she's going to get in there one of these days. But we're growing our church in the faith through the word of God. And also another playbook is the vision of the house. What's the vision of this house? It's to grow into mega. To fill every seat and force us to go to double services. Come on, clap your hands if you cut. We're people you call family, a place you call home. That's one of the things that people say. People actually talk to me at that church, your church. At another mega church, they don't say a word to me for 20 years. They haven't said one word to me. When they come here, they get bugged. You get, we bug you. From the parking lot to the foyer to inside during the greeting, we take our time to greet you. And some of you are like, I don't want to be touched. COVID. Okay, I'm not going to get there. <laughs> the purpose, also knowing the purpose of the ministries that you're involved in. Everyone should be involved in something here. And I hear a loud Amen. Get in the game. As my friend would say when we were uh, in the world, you know, and sometimes you start drinking or whatever, and then I stopped. I stopped, and he goes, get in the game. Okay, here we go, yeah. But not that game. This is a different game. The game of, of working for Jesus, doing God's work in this, this house. So another thing about how to grow and how to be an MVP player would be discovering the gifts and abilities that God has given you and putting them to practice, stepping out of your comfort zone. Like I talked about my daughter, Brooklyn, she stepped out of her comfort zone. We discovered her when she was singing loud in a restroom. We were on vacation, and it was a good restroom with a kind of echo field. Like it was, and so we heard her, and she's like, who is that? I thought it was like an angel. And we go, and we, I go, that's you, Brooklyn? She was, she got caught. But developing that ability in her now, seeing her rise up, she's going for vocal lessons. A lot of our young people are going for vocal lessons as well to develop their giftings. Why do you think we have an orchestra? Because we want to see more people join the orchestra. We want to see this ministry grow. We want to write our own music, developing our giftings. Number four, MVP, most valuable players, they develop and grow where they're at in the shepherd's field experience. You may not be starting on the, in the starting lineup today, but you're preparing in the bullpen to get on that mound. You're preparing in the shepherd's field, your worship time, your time with God, and when your name is called, you're ready to go. Someday you're going to be called upon to teach a life group or a victory group. Sometime you may be called to go to the Boston Crusade to be on the streets evangelizing for the first time. Some of you are called to do things you've never done before. But as you continue to grow your character and your, then your competence, you're able to grow and also your abilities as well. Your character is the key. Your calling will get you there, but your character will keep you there. Great calling means great character. We need great character to make it in this field that we're in right now, this game that we're in. And it's not a game game, but I mean in a way of serving God on the playing field of his kingdom. 
See, some of you possibly are on the IL. It used to be called disabled list. Now you're, they call it injury list. And some of you need to get bandaged up today. Some of you need a healing in your heart, healing. You're broken, you're hurt, but God wants to heal that brokenness in you. Some of you need to get back on track. You've been backsliding. You've been messing around too much. You're on the IL. You're injured in your lifestyle. And like I said it, my quote, I've said it many times. You're not sinless, but you can sin less. Come on, clap your hands. God wants to get you back where you need to be. So get off that bench. No more bench warming. Stop shouting from the stands and criticizing. Don't be the armchair quarterback the day after the game and criticizing everything. Well, Pastor did, eh, he did okay today. We'll give him a C plus. It's not about me. It's about you getting up and doing something. Come on, clap your hands. See, a great team has chemistry. They're in one mind and one accord. A great team has chemistry. See, our opponent will try to divide us. The devil will try to conquer and, and bring disunity and disharmony and difference of opinion. But I'm here to let you know we need to complement each other, not compete against each other. Not be jealous of each other, not be envious of one another, but to build your player, the team player that's on your team, build them up. To edify the body, not put them down. See, a great teammate cheers on their teammates. A great teammate, even if he's the best on the team, he'll always pass the credit to the next guy. Even yesterday, I was watching a bit of the USA game. How many of you saw a little bit of that World Baseball Classic? And Mookie Betts uh, was complimenting that lefty that used to be on the Braves. What's his name again? Anybody? Anyway, the guy hit a home run, and what did, what did uh, Mookie do? If he saw it, he went like this. Give him a, what do they call these things? A salute. And they're on a completely different teams, but now they're for USA. But he was cheering on him in the team. And, and, and that's the thing. When you are a part of a winning team, you cheer on your teammates. You applaud them. Come on. Applaud the person next to you. Just do it in their face. We're stronger together when we work together. In one mind, in one accord, we are one body. We can't say, I don't need you. I don't need you. We need each other. That's why it's good to pick up your phone sometimes when you have a thought of somebody. Text them a good encouraging word. Instead of a complaint. Instead of a rebuke all the time, but something nice. Not just texting people, oh, I need you to serve here. I need you to do that. No, how about I'm praying for you. I believe in God for you, for your miracle, for your healing, for your family. Encouraging the body, building each other up. Don't be a cancer to the body. Don't lame up the body by sitting around and you lose your muscle mass because you don't do nothing. What's that word when, when you, you don't use muscles for a long time? Atrophy, right? Atrophy. Some of you are becoming atrophy if you don't get up and get back in there. 
I know it hurts. Some of you at home, it may hurt these words, but God wants you in the game. So what does a good team player do? They build each other up. They complement one another. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, verse 23, are you still with me, guys? All right, team. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love. Say stir up. Love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. But exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What is that day? The coming of Christ, right? The, the rapture. That day is approaching for all of us. It's coming soon. He's coming soon. He's going to take his church. Then we believe, we believe in post-trib that we're going to have a seven-year tribulation, but we will be in, in heaven already. I'd rather believe that than mid-trib or pre I, well, actually, we believe in pre-trib. That's the word. Got I, got I got it backwards. We believe that we're going to be raptured. And some people think we're going to go, body, some people have a different philosophy because there's ways to, you know, look at both sides of it. But I'd rather believe in pre-trib. Trib means tribulation. I don't want to be here for that part. I want to be rejoicing in the kingdom. So we believe that that's going to happen. And then... After the seven year, then the second coming, we come with Jesus. He throws the devil in the pit. Then we have a, a thousand year reign with a new heaven, new earth, with the lamb and the lion. Woo! So if you haven't started worshiping yet, you better start getting your vocals ready and your hand claps ready. The tambourine, if they let it in heaven, I don't know if that, I don't know if they're having a tambourine in heaven, they probably will. We used to have somebody in our church, she used to interrupt the services with a tambourine all the time. I, I loved her enthusiasm, but it, sometimes she would get overboard. But anyway, build each other up. Motivate each other. Stir each other. Don't break each other down. Don't put your brother down. Don't put your sister down. Don't put your leader down. Don't have your leader for lunch. Uh, I used to do this. I used to like him when he was like that, but now he's not that. And then shh, shut it. <laughs> Zipit.com. <laughs> Encourage one another. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5:11 it says, therefore, comfort each other and edify one another just as you just as you also are doing in other words speak highly of each other Let's talk about their strengths instead of complaining about their weaknesses talk about what they're good at instead of always emphasizing what they're bad at that goes for marriages too your wife your wife has to be your biggest cheerleader my wife is my cheerleader even when I don't feel good, she gets, you get up, you're going to do good today, whatever. And then I'm her best cheerleader too. I build her up. That's why we're now going into 24 years. In July, it'll be 24 years with this great woman of God. See, at the end of the game, during an interview, if you notice how they always talk about the next guy. 
They say, oh, yeah, you know, they're asking questions. How, how did you hit that home run? What were you looking for in that pitch? And then he'll, the guy will say, well, you know, this guy did good in, in this area. This area. They always pretty much encourage the other teammates over themselves. That's an MVP mentality. The fourth thing is speak life to one another. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it eat its fruit. Are you a death talker? You can come to the piano. Or a life talker. Are you speaking edification? Are you speaking a lot of doubt, a lot of fear, a lot of defeat? Are you a discourager to the body? Are you an encourager? Are you looking to see the good in the body of Christ here? And those on VFAM too? If you're watching right now, you're still part of the family. If you can't make it, it's okay if you can't make it. But if you can make it here, the Bible says do not forsake the assembling of the saints. We need, we need each other. I need your prayers. We need your prayers. The ministers, we, need, we also pray for you too. We're praying that there's going to be an open window. Even though the economy, they're saying it's not going that good this year, we don't live by the world's economy. We are kingdom mentality people. We are king's kids. Jesus owns everything. God owns everything. And we are the recipients of the blessings. Not just financial, but spiritual blessings too. When you follow the principle with your treasure, the Bible says where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Where's your heart today? Some people spend more money on Starbucks than they do on their tithes. Tipping God. Just tip him. You just tip him. No more tipping. Even tips. Let me say this. They're asking you for 15%, 20%, 25%, and they put it right in front of you, and they watch as you look at it. Almost like, <laughs> if you don't press the right button, they're going <laughs> to put something in that coffee or whatever. I want you to know that Jesus watches you too. He watched that widow woman give her last mite, I believe it was, right? Poor woman. Poor little widow. But Jesus said she gave more than all the rest of them. She gave all she had. I'm not going to take another offering, but I am telling you, God, he wants to bless you. That's why we're talking on money, because we need money. Money does matter. But if you put money before God, you're not going to have nothing. You can only serve one master, either God or mammon, money. If you serve God, the Bible says, seek ye first the what? Kingdom of God and his, and his righteousness. All these things will be added. Every need will be met. But then I like to take it further. Going from life to life more abundant. That's overflows, superfluous, more than enough. We serve a God of more than enough. When others are getting, they're losing money, you're going to get their money. He's going to lay up the wealth of the wicked for the righteous. Not perfect people, but striving to be more like Christ. It's all stand. You're called to be a winner. A winner in Christ Jesus. So if you won the lottery, I'm not encouraging you to do that. 
Would you give a tithe off that? Don't do that. If you, well, do if you want, but I'm not, I'm not gonna, I won't say nothing if you bring a tithe to the Lord. Amen. <laughs> I just want you to be blessed. Kim and I, we pray for you to be blessed. Our team, we all want you to be blessed. God has called us to bigger and better things. We still have some work to do to build buildings. I'm waiting for the right time. When I see the faith of our people rising and God gives me the green light, we're going to start stepping out. Do you want that? Or, we need more space. I want to, we want to build a kitchen, a full kitchen, industrial type kitchen, a big fellowship hall, then a second deck, second floor with classrooms so we can have more of, of what we do in our ministry for Bible college and and later, I don't know what I'm going to do next with the next one, but I was looking to maybe build a dormitory and have a living Bible college. And a, a music part of it, too. All these different veins to it. Partnering with the international to do something that, like that. But we got to grow our faith. You have to rise up and say, I'm not going to be an invalid in the kingdom. I'm not going to be on the bench anymore. I'm going to stir myself up in the faith. I'm going to stir my brothers up. I'm going to lift up those that are hurting. I'm going to help them get involved. I'm not going to stay on the injured reserve list anymore. I'm getting back in there. And if that's you, say, Pastor, I want to be a part of this winning team. If that's you, then come to the altar as we sing a chorus. Come closer, guys. And we need some coaches to come up, too. Coaches. Some of you are getting healed right now. You've been emotionally damaged. Maybe a leader hurt you. An employer let you go for the wrong reasons or not even a reason at all. And it discouraged you. I'm here to encourage you today. You're part of God's team. Be encouraged that he loves you. Despite your failures, despite your shortcomings, he still loves you. He's still calling you out by name. 
he says, you're still a prospect on this team. I want to develop you. I want to make you great. Your Victory Life Group leaders, don't get discouraged when you're not seeing the results right away. It takes a lot of plowing, a lot of sowing. You keep sowing, sowing, and you're going to reap, reap, reap. Don't stop sowing. Also, asking, seeking, and knocking. Like, you got to just keep coming to God. Say, God, I'm going to continue to ask you until you give me the answer. I'm going to continue to knock until you open the door. I'm going to continue to seek you till I find you. And then God will start giving you vision, purpose. I see that for some of our young people. The reason why they fall because they don't have a sense of purpose. They don't look at the calling of God and say, well, this is a valuable call. But God has called even, not just young people, all, everyone in this room is called of God. And we're all called to do something in the body. We're all called to put our hands to the plow. Maybe your calling right now is just to be a giver. That's okay. We need givers. But we need people to encourage each other through prayer. So what I want you to do right now, right where you're at, in the area that you're at, if you didn't come to the altar, I want you to Pray with somebody right now. Encourage somebody. Maybe get in little circles. Leaders, I want you to spread out leaders if you could do that for me, unless you're at the altar. If you're at the altar, you can pray for someone next to you if you want to, but if not, it's okay. God is in this house as we've seen this chorus. Victory Average virtual family, I want you to know you're not alone. And if God be for you, who could be against you? I want you to raise your hands right now and receive this prayer. Lord, I pray for those that are viewing right now from all over the world. I pray that you would rest on them, God. Your, your Holy Spirit come into that place that they're at, in that room, in that car, wherever they're at. Touch them right now. Break the chains of any bondages set people free, bring them back to their knees and to serve you and surrender completely to you, God. Those that need a healing in their body, pray for healing, pray for strength to rise up, to press, to fight, to finish this race. God says to you, get off the bench and get in the game. You're part of a winning team and you're called to be an MVP. 
most valuable player in the kingdom of God. I love you. We love you. God bless you. Take care. Thank you for joining our podcast. We pray these messages build, encourage, and strengthen you in your faith. If you would like to partner with us, the Mother Church is a great place to sow a seed. So head on over to our website at viochino.org and click the giving link located at the top of the page. Also, we would love to hear from you. So leave us a praise report, prayer request, or if you've given your life to the Lord, let us know by filling out the salvation card. We would love to connect with you and help you get started on your journey of serving God here at Victory Outreach Chino.